Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a brand new season of Help for the Guildless. My name, of course, is Antoine, and it's going to be a doozy. But I kind of planned it that way. Now, what makes this a video that is the beginning of a season? If you go by television, the first episode is supposed to draw the audience in and catch their attention so they want to see what's going on next. Let me give you a little preview, and then we'll start talking. I don't believe that anyone is going to buy that this woman is as close as possible to being in a Walt. She was riding around on the carousel after her first marriage ended, making it impossible for her to bond with another man ever again. Those are the wonderful tones of Sandman. Now, he said two things really quickly that probably need some explaining. The first one is the Nawalt, which is not all women are like that. It's a wonderful acronym. And then the other one is the carousel. The carousel means the cock carousel. And basically that means a woman who sleeps around in her early years and then wants to settle down with someone. What is this a preview of? Well, this is a preview of someone I've never encountered. A MGTOW. Now, I'm not saying all MGTOW are like Sandman. But Sandman is, is pretty special. Now, let's give a brief history. Sandman has 95,000 subscribers, and I know people use that a lot to, to kind of give a, a measurement of the person. I'm not worried about the 95,000 subscribers. As a matter of fact, I think half of them only subscribe to him because of how boring he is. He helps them with their insomnia, you know, listening to him for more than... Two minutes almost put me to sleep. So it's not the 95,000 that bothers me. It's the 20,000 views he gets almost every video. Those are the people that bother me because they're paying attention to him. Now, just from that little snippet, you can see where this is heading. So I'm going to let Sandman put his foot very far on his face and we'll continue from there. She's also a single mother of several children and she probably wasn't thinking about them. Sure, her kids have grown up, but she's a single mother nonetheless. She's also divorced and a female chameleon, telling you exactly what you want to hear about becoming a 1950s housewife, while acting like an entitled princess. That's what she is, entitled, suggesting, no demanding, that you pay for her to move so she can come and live with you, and you can become a resource battery. I understand what he's talking about deserves some context, and this is how Sandman starts his videos. Each video is about 11 minutes long. Now, the first two and a half minutes of the video are him praising himself about someone donating to him. Now, the person, whether true or not, leaves a comment or a message about the donation in a question form that Sandman is then going to answer. This one is in particular based on a question about a woman coming to move in with another man. Uh, she's divorced, and she has kids from former husband, and she wants to move in with the person that she is in love with now, who is the person who has donated to Sandman. He's worried that the woman is trying to use him for his resources. I'm sure that she dreams of the 1950s ideal with regards to female responsibilities all the time, but she probably dreams of the 21st century ideal when it comes to female power, domination, as well as entitlement. Would she ever be willing to go back to the 1950s where they didn't have birth control, no-fault divorce, or even the option to ride around on the rooster carousel? 
Uh, this is what I love about Sandman. He absolutely has no idea what he's talking about. So let's debunk him really easily with a simple Google search. Now, I'm just going to list a few things off. Just a few from before the 1950s. Chemical contraception. A, I'm talking about spermicides. The first one was developed in 1885. It was improved in 1906. Finally made into one of the best spermicides, nonoxanol 9. Male barrier methods. Guess what? The condoms have been around since the 1500s. So 1564, it was recommended a moistened linen sheath to protect, for protection against STIs. I don't know if linen will actually help. And I don't think that was very comfortable for the women either. Uh, from the 18th century onwards, condoms were made from animal intestines. In 1843, vulcanization of rubber developed by Goodyear and Hancock created rubber condoms. And in 1930, crepe rubber was replaced with latex. And that was just condoms. Then there was diaphragms and cervical caps, as well as female condoms. The very first diaphragm was created in 1882. It was improved to the Dutch cap in 1883. In the early 1900s, a female condom, basically rubber panties that were very flexible in the crotchal region, were created in the 1900s. <sighs> Natural family planning started in the 1930s and 40s, and that's the temperature method, where uh, because we understood ovulation and women's cycles a little bit more, women would be able to tell how close they were to ovulating by the temperature changes in their vajayjay. And then we have interuterine devices, and I honestly have to say, women, I have the utmost respect for you, because the idea of a glass metal copper rod going into my urethra makes me cringe and the fact that you women do these things into your cervical opening is ridiculously humbling very first interuterine device was created in 1868 which was a small button cap shaped thing attached to stems made out of a number of different materials which, which extended into the cervix including glass 1909 a better ring was formed to create a more firm suction on the iud uh, in 1920 a silver ring was developed in 1934 the OTA ring was introduced, allowing for a smaller and more effective IUD. And then finally, we get to hormonal contraception, which is what he thinks is the only contraception around, which is the pill. Uh, it was actually started being created in, the in 1945, and if we're actually going to talk about the 1950s, well, that's a great decade, because that's when the pill actually came to be. So there was more contraception in the 1950s than Sandman actually knows. And with just that little bit of, of information, you can practically disregard everything he has said after this, because he's an absolute fucking moron. Absolutely not. Yet she wants to go back to the 50s being a kept woman that lives with a man that takes care of everything it seems. She also has several children. That means three or more, doesn't it? That probably means grandchildren at some point soon. The bottom line is that she's getting old and she wants to enjoy her retirement. She wants to live in the same place with you because it gives her power over your space, making sure you aren't going anywhere and are completely committed to her. This is where Sandman basically says he doesn't understand relationships. 
Which is fine, because from what I've heard from him, he's only ever been in one. Now, granted, that one lasted ten years, but the way that he exited out of it is more than enough for any woman to ever want to have anything to do with him. Now, there is a possibility that this woman does want a man to take care of her for the rest of her life, if she wants to go back to the 1950s ideals, which we have to take for granted that she does. So what if children and grandchildren are involved? He understood he was getting involved with a single mother when he got involved with her. If you date a single mother, you're not just dating the mother, you are also dating the children. You don't get to separate the two. Now, this is also taking into consideration that Sandman doesn't believe a man can grow to love children, grow to want to see those children. And being with the same person, living under the same roof, is nothing to do with control. It could be that she just wants to be around him. It could be that she wants to spend time with him. It could be that she wants to actually be in a relationship with him. You know, Sandman, the thing that you've only ever had once and you didn't understand what it was, so then you left and decided to go your own way? If she lives with you, it also gives her the option of having more money with regards to disposable income and frivolous spending. So instead of spending money on rent, she can now spend money on shoes and onesies for her future grandchildren, which she'll have to take care of when she drops off at the house for surprise visits. And this is why I have a problem with Sandman getting 20,000 views per video. He believes that every woman on the face of this planet has no idea about responsibility or financial security. It's just all additional spending. She can spend the extra money on shoes or onesies for their future grandchildren that they don't have yet. You see, he paints a horrible picture in order to forcefully change this man's mind that he's giving advice to, saying she would rather spend the rent money on shoes or other frivolous things is one of the biggest insults I think you could ever throw at someone, because it's basically saying they are a moron. They are completely inept at understanding the basics of living on her own. If she's divorced now, she damn sure makes her rent. So don't give me this shit, Sandman. You do not have any grasp on anything that could be considered reality. She also shamed you for not helping to pay her move. Obviously she's not on a wall simply by making that one move and you've just fallen in love with her and you can't see things clearly. Obviously he fell in love with her, so he's completely and utterly blind to her deceptive tactics. Now, she didn't shame him for not wanting to pay for her move. She was just wondering why. If he cares for her as much as she cares for him, that's a valid question. Sandman, you're an idiot! She's also no doubt enjoying the drama of watching you squirm just thinking of paying for her expenses. She probably knows that you don't actually want to pay, but she's trying to take advantage of you anyways because you're emotionally bonded to her. Yes, she's enjoying watching the person that she loves, the person that she cares about squirming in discomfort because all women are emotionless, vile, financially draining, materialistic vampires. Aren't they, Sandman? He asked me some questions. 
Should a man pay for a woman to relocate? And the answer is no, absolutely not. Even helping her move by lifting sofas and other furniture is stretching things. Feminism has erased the gender roles where men once had the advantage, but at the same time they kept gender roles intact where women have the advantage. Can't you see this? The so-called Nawalt isn't willing to pay for her own move and would rather that you pay. She would rather that you take the risk and she reap the reward. But why? Because she has the golden V, even though it doesn't actually produce babies anymore, and that's why you love her and you'd do anything for her, of course. If you don't, she'll pretty much find herself another man that will do more for her. It's that simple. You First, after you've decided to move in with someone, not helping them move is a dick thing to do. Second, the golden V. I don't think I've ever heard it called that before, and I don't think I've ever met a woman with a golden V before. But I can tell you, if you treat a woman like shit, she is going to find someone else that treats her better. This type of self-fulfilling prophecy only hurts the person that Sandman is giving advice to. Don't listen to Sandman. You know the truth as well as I do and love has blinded you from it, and that's why men shouldn't feel when we get into relationships. That's why we should be as cold as Vulcans. No. 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 First, and I can't believe I have to explain this in one of my videos that's not having anything to do with Star Trek. Vulcans are not completely void of emotion. Vulcans themselves have said this. They love very hard. It's just buried deep underneath the surface. So one, you don't understand Star Trek at all. Don't use it as an example. Two, if you're emotionless and you have nothing to give the woman, she's going to leave you. And then your self-fulfilling prophecy can come to pass and you can blame your entire painful existence on the woman without accepting any of the fault. Don't listen to this amoeba who has nothing to give but bullshit that falls from his mouth. I don't know what this woman did to get you to this point in the relationship, but it's clear that she baited you with something really good. And now she switched her behavior to something completely different. Or perhaps she's acted like an entitled princess from the beginning, but you've been too blind to see it. I don't know unless you actually share more details down in the comment section. I am truly amazed at the assumptions that you're making about this woman. It could be, and, and I'm just spitballing here, that something she has given him is love and compassion and caring, and maybe that's why they're in the relationship. Or it could be nothing but a complete and utter fuckfest. I don't know. I don't know these people. She could be an absolute animal in the sack, and he wants to keep that around. But either way, the assumptions that you're making, Sandman, are some of the worst that could be thought about anyone. I also get the feeling that if you don't actually want to pay her to move, and more specifically move in with you, she's more than likely to dump you and find someone that'll pretty much give her what she wants. At some point, if she does actually move in with you, don't be surprised if she asks to get married as well. Anything to make sure that you, her precious resource unit, doesn't have the option to go anywhere. She probably baited you with her delights and slowly one piece at a time, she's going to fight for and take what she wants. All women seem to do this. They wear you down while you pretty much fall in love with them. I can't specifically put into words what I want to say about that whole thing, but I think this'll help. That is one big pile of shit. I almost moved in with two different women, but luckily I had everyone here on YouTube as a mirror reflecting my insane behaviors back to me. That's what I hope the comment section looks like for you, Joe. 
I hope that someone out there besides myself tries to slap some reason into you. Hopefully once you realize that they're all the same, then you can pretty much experience the second phase of red pill rage. It's quicker and nastier, and after I went through it twice, I was completely done with relationships and dating. I'm glad you brought up your comment section, because I really was going to. You want him to go to your comment section for more advice. The same advice that you gave him, just parroted over and over and over in repetition. That is the worst idea imaginable in the history of worst ideas. At least this man is in a relationship and getting pussy. Something that your comment section doesn't even have the ability to get a whiff of, let alone know what one looks like. I just couldn't do it anymore. After that, I became nauseous with regards to women showing interest in me. I got sick to my stomach and wanted nothing to do with them. The feeling is mutual. I'm more than certain of that. If there's anything out there that every guy should get from this video, it's that women will give you what you want up front and slowly take it away piece by piece the longer you love them. If anyone takes anything away from this video, it's that they should never, ever listen to someone like you. You see, the advice you give is that you should be cold, heartless, selfish, self-indulgent, and self-involved. And if the woman that you are interested in, or is interested in you, can't handle that, then she's nothing more than a cock sleeve for you to masturbate with. And you should pump her and dump her. There's this wonderful thing called social justice warriors. And believe it or not, folks, they are everywhere. On the left and the right. Sandman doesn't see himself as an SJW. He, seems that he sees himself as a prophet. Someone who is leading men to freedom. As someone who loves women. I love how they look. I love how they smell. I love how they taste. I love how they feel. And in the right circumstances, I absolutely love how they sound. I can tell you, without a shadow of a doubt, this man is speaking out of the deepest parts of his colon. He has no idea what he's talking about. He is using ad hominems and straw men. Well, straw women, in this case. He has the ideal woman in mind that he can argue against. And all of them are nothing more than leeches. I think it's funny. I honestly do. I think it's funny that MGTOW and feminism doesn't get along. They both want the same thing, just going about it in different ways. Feminism wants men to leave women alone. Let them earn their own independence. Let them earn their own money. Let them be strong. Let them be perfect. MGTOW want women to leave men alone and let them earn their own money. Be independent. Be strong. I have no issues with the core tendencies of MGTOW. But that doesn't mean I can't have problems with their most prominent speakers, and with an audience of 95,000, I'd say that's very prominent. Sandman gives advice as if he was speaking on high. His word should be taken as gospel. If there's anything I have learned from religion, the most adamant, the most 
sanctimonious are the ones with the deepest, darkest secrets. And from what I can tell, Sandman has skeletons in his closet that have closets full of skeletons. If I do have any MGTOW in my audience, this is not a condemnation of you, but it is a condemnation of one of your leaders. He is a representative of you, and that is a problem, because he now represents you as a whole. You need to condemn people like this. And those are my thoughts on Sandman, a man with a bigger ego than anything below the belt. This has been Help for the Guildless. My name, of course, is Antoine, and I hope you all have a wonderful evening.